You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 46. Choosing the right recipe card can be a really tough decision as a food blogger. In today's episode, I'm sharing what you need to know about recipe card plugins and which one I recommend to my clients. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience. But building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited to cover recipe cards today because it is something that I get asked almost every single time I work with a new client who is thinking about switching recipe cards or is just not really sure which one to choose. And so I'm really excited to unpack my thoughts on this and which recipe cards that I recommend because there are a lot out there. And honestly, there are a lot of blog posts out there that talk about the best six or 10 or 20 recipe card plugins. And I truly believe that there are only three really great ones ones in the food blogging industry. And you may already even know what they are, but maybe you're wondering which one would be best for you. So if you're new to the podcast, just want to say a quick welcome. So glad that you are here. And for those of you that have been around for almost a year now, I'm just really thankful that you have been tuning in. I'm so happy to see more of you guys sharing on Instagram that you are enjoying the show and telling me what you've learned from it. Um, The episode a few weeks ago about email marketing and about writing your about page are definitely two of the most popular episodes we've ever had and I've gotten so much feedback on them. So that has been really exciting for me and it just really helps to encourage me that these episodes are the right topics for you and that you're enjoying them. So if you have not shared on Instagram, I would love for you to go share a screenshot of this show and tag me at Grace and Vine so that I can thank you for sharing and just get to know you a little bit better. So again, if you're new here, my name is Madison Weatherill. I am a web designer for food bloggers, and I've been doing this in my business, Grace and Vine Studios, for over five years now. This podcast has been around, like I said, for almost a year, and it has just been an insane year in the best way possible. I'm sure at some point I will talk about this year and what it has looked like for me in business, because I know a lot of you really liked my episode about my 2019 recap and just how that year went for me. But as it has been for a lot of people. 2020 has been quite the eventful year. So let's dive into recipe cards specifically. And like I said, I'm really excited to dive into this topic. I'm going to assume in this episode that you already know that having an actual recipe card on your blog is really important. This is one of the reasons why I cannot recommend any other website platform except for WordPress because having a recipe card and having that functionality on your website, to me, it's a non-negotiable. It is something that is just a requirement as a food blogger. But just in case that you're not sure what a recipe card is or why it's important to choose the right kind, I want to just talk about a few quick things. So having a recipe card not only helps your recipe content to stand out within your blog post visually, it also adds functionality like being able to print the recipe card, being able to leave a rating, or to see nutritional information with 
in your recipe card. It also is going to provide really important information to Google and Pinterest about your content. And so sharing that it is a recipe and allowing Google or Pinterest to market as a recipe is something that is really, really important. Again, this is going to be something that you can do on other platforms besides WordPress, but it's much more manual and I'm not totally sure it's as effective. So that's why I always recommend WordPress and that's why I recommend having a really well done top-notch recipe card plugin. So other benefits to using a recipe card. The design of the recipe card is meant to help that content stand out. We've talked about a couple of times on the podcast that your recipe card is what someone is coming to your blog for. We know that readers don't love our stories. At least the first time that they're coming to our site, they're really looking for that recipe card so that they can figure out, is this a recipe that I want to make or not? And so having a recipe card that has a colored background and it maybe stands out from your regular content is really important. Again, it also optimizes your recipe content for SEO and it organizes your recipe content in a way that makes it a lot easier for your reader to sort of digest and take in than if it was just in the body of your post. And finally, it allows you to easily include that nutrition information. So one caution that I wanna mention that has come up quite a bit recently is that you do not want to use a recipe card that is tied into your theme. Now, I haven't seen this super often up until recently, but it's something that can be such a hassle down the road if you do something like this, because basically what happens is you are kind of stuck with that theme. And an even riskier thing is that if you decide to change themes without realizing that, you could lose all of your recipe content if it's tied within your theme specifically. So that's why having a plugin that is totally separate from your theme. Obviously you want it to be compatible, but you just don't want it to be dependent on a specific theme. And none of the recipe cards that I'm going to mention are specific to a theme. They're not even specific to Genesis. They just work on all WordPress sites for the most part. And again, I kind of mentioned this, but if you were to use a recipe card as part of your theme, you would literally have to copy and paste all of that content into a recipe card plugin before you were able to change themes or remove that old plugin. So let's talk about the top three recipe card plugins. So these are the ones that I have specifically used. I've designed recipe card templates and I have recommended these to my clients. I have used two out of the three of these on my actual blog as well. So I'm very familiar with those, but the third I have also used on many client sites. And so I'm very familiar with the backend and how it works. And you know, there are tons of other blog posts that might say that there are six top recipe card plugins or 10 or 20, but really the way that I always think about this is that things are the way that they are in the industry standard for a reason. And these three plugins in particular have been at the top for at least a year or two because one of them is relatively new, but they have been at the top for a while and there's a reason for that. They are well done plugins. They typically haven't caused any problems for any of my clients. And so I'm very happy to recommend them to you guys. When it comes to a recipe card, you don't want to just have a B plus plugin. It's just not worth risking that. You are going to want to go for the ones that are tried and true. You have friends using them. You see them recommended in Facebook groups. You just know that they're going to work for you. So I'm going to share each of these and I'm going to go through pros and cons for each of them, as well as some things to remember about these plugins towards the end. And I might mention a little bit specifically about how these are SEO optimized, but all three of these are definitely great for SEO. They are well optimized and have all the recipe schema that they should have. So I'm not gonna go too in depth about that. Just know that that is definitely a pro for all of these. So the first step is going to be tasty recipes. So this recipe card is designed by the team over at Food Blogger Pro and Pinch of Yum through their sister site, WP Tasty. They also have a couple of other plugins and I have used this on my site specifically. You can see the recipe card 
in use by going to one of Pinch of Yum's blog posts, or you can also check the actual blog post for this episode to see some of the screenshots of different ways that these recipe cards look and how they function. But going right into the pros of Tasty Recipes, they make it really easy to import from other recipe card plugins. So again, if you're using one that's tied to your theme, this isn't going to work, but if you're using something like Easy Recipe or one of the kind of now outdated plugins, it's really easy to move your content over and all three of these really have done a really good job of making migration really easy. The second is that they have what's called JSON-LD structured data for SEO, which is supported by both Pinterest and Google. They do allow recipe scaling right within the recipe card so you can 2x or 3x a recipe, which is really handy. They also allow for video integration, star ratings, complete nutrition information, and they have five really well-designed and beautiful themes that you can choose from for your recipe card. The bold and the fresh recipe card template both have a call to action that is kind of at the bottom that says, you can make it say whatever you want, but a lot of people use it to say, share this on Instagram and use your hashtag. And so that's kind of built in. And that's one of the most common features that people ask me about. And this is one of the ways that you can do that kind of directly within that without any advanced coding or anything like that. So a couple of cons for this plugin versus that it's a paid plugin. So right now it is $79 per year. Really, I have no problem with premium plugins. I think as long as you are using them. Again, we talked about how your recipe card is like one of the most important parts about your blog, if not the most important. So spending $79 a year on it is really nothing to create a good experience for your readers and to have a recipe card that has all the features that you want. But if you are just getting started with your blog and you're not trying to spend any money, then this might not be the best option for you. The second con for this is to use their advanced nutrition label, you have to have a separate monthly subscription to another one of their sister companies called Nutrifox. So without this additional subscription, the nutrition information has to be calculated and then inputted manually. And when you have Nutrifox, you have a specific code that combines the two together so that it displays your nutrition information really well and it looks really nice. But this is an extra headache if you ever do decide to switch plugins or you just don't want to use Nutrifox anymore. This is one thing that I've gotten kind of stuck in. I've wanted to my all of my recipe cards over on my blog, but I have to go through and actually manually copy and paste all of the nutrition information. This has happened for some of my clients too and has ended up just being something they're not willing to do, so they just stick with using Tasty and Nutrifox. I just wanted to mention it because it is an additional step. Um, You can also manually enter the nutrition information, but if you're looking for something that auto-calculates it, you would need that extra subscription, which if I remember correctly, I think it's $7 a month. So you're still going to end up spending less than $200 a year for the most important part of your blog, except for maybe your hosting. So not a huge investment, but it is an investment to consider. And then I wanted to mention too, at one point, they did have this weird thing where you had to actually go in to upload a separate coding file in order to use one of the styles of their recipe card. I don't think that they have that anymore, but I do want to mention that that is potentially a downside if you do run across that issue again. Um, But like I said, I think they fixed that and have made that a lot more user-friendly. So the second recipe card plugin that I want to talk about is WP Recipe Maker. This plugin has been in around probably the longest of the three. I personally haven't used this one on my site, but I have managed it for a lot of clients, done a lot of customizations to it, and I can also attest to the support level of them being really great. They usually reply to support tickets within less than 24 hours, which is crazy customer service. 
But I have found that some of my clients have struggled with customizing this recipe card or understanding some of the settings, and it's usually something that they like to hand off to me. So just know that this is a pretty robust plugin. You can definitely use it in a more simple way, but it does have lots of features. There's also a free version of this plugin, but most of my clients end up using the premium version because it does have the nutrition label and it has some other important and highly desired features. So I personally wouldn't recommend the free version because it does lack some of those high priority features. But if you do want to try this plugin out, you can try it for free and then you can always upgrade. So the pros for WP Recipe Maker are that there are a, there is a free version. It is again optimized for SEO and it has full Google rich snippet support. They do have semi-customizable templates for this recipe card and it's designed in a really easy way to go in and just pick your colors and change things out. Again, they do have really good support. They reply within 24 hours. They also have the recipe scaling and they also have recipe card ad support. It might depend on the ad network and how they place ads, but they do have an option for that. With the paid version, which is $99 a year, you can show extra fields like you can add a call to action button below the recipe card to share on Instagram like I talked about with Tacey and different things like that. You could really add whatever extra field you want. With one client, I added a field for Weight Watcher points. So you can do really fun stuff like that. So if your niche is really specific or your audience needs really specific information from you, this might be a really good option for you. They also have video integration. And this is probably the most popular feature of this plugin is that they have built-in jump to recipe buttons that you just have to toggle on. You can also customize the appearance of those. There's, I think, three default options, but you can choose the colors and things like that. So a lot of people really like that feature of WP Recipe Maker. And as far as I know, the other two do not have that kind of built in at all. You have to have a developer actually code that in for you. So let's talk about a few cons of WP Recipe Maker. The first is that the free version does not include a nutrition label. And just as a quick note, you don't necessarily have to fill out the entire nutrition label. Google only requires calories right now in order to have a fully filled out recipe card. But one of the things that I always hear SEOs talking about is that you should go ahead and fill out as much information as you can because Google might not require calories or additional information besides calories right now. But there was a time where they didn't even require calories. So for those of you that have hundreds of blog posts, it's so much easier to do that going forward than to have to go back back and do even more posts of updating that nutrition information if it does become required in the future. So again, I kind of mentioned this, but the templates for WP Recipe Maker can be a little bit difficult to update and manage. I don't know why it's specifically an issue, but I've just noticed that a lot of my clients really struggle with this. So just know that that could be something if you're not really tech savvy at all, then you might want to make sure you get the free version and play around with it to see if you understand the settings and if it's something you feel comfortable with. Okay, so the third recipe card plugin is going to be Create by Mediavine. So this is the latest player in the recipe card world, and this is actually my favorite recipe card. This is the one that I've been wanting to switch to, but I really love all three of these. I really want to make sure that I'm not saying that you have to switch if you're using one of these other ones. Create just happens to be my favorite right now. So this is a free recipe card plugin through Mediavine, which is an advertising network, but it has all of the bells and whistles of the other premium plugins that I've mentioned but it is completely free. They do have a new premium upgrade that you can get, but I haven't really seen a lot of reason to switch to that. I've really 
seen that the free version really has everything that I need. So the best part about this plugin being free is that unlike other free plugins that maybe just stop having support and stop being updated, since this has run through Mediavine, but it's available to anyone, regardless of whether you're running Mediavine, it's really something that you know is going to be maintained and kept up, even though it is not a paid plugin. And they have the paid version, but I would venture to say most people are using the free version. But you don't have to worry about it not getting the support that it needs because it's backed by a huge company like Mediavine. So Mediavine is really giving their resources and support and maintenance to this plugin, even though it's free. So let's talk about the pros of Create. So again, I already mentioned that it's free, but it's also lightweight and it's optimized for page speed. This is something that is really important to Mediavine. They really make sure that what they put out there is fast and it's lightweight so that it doesn't slow their publisher sites down. It is also optimized for SEO and it again has full Google rich snippets support. It integrates really well with ads, which is pretty obvious. And it also has five design template options available. A lot of them look really similar to the tasty ones. I think they really wanted to make sure that there were a lot of options for people, but again, wanted to keep the the free option for people to be able to use these really beautifully designed recipe cards. They do have a nutrition calculator built in as well. You have to sign up for something, but it's a free sign up. You have to just do it one time just to connect your account to, I think, their database for the nutrition, but it's really easy to do and then it's built in. They do have the schema markup for other types of content like how-to crafts and list roundups, which is a really huge thing for publishers to be able to have those roundup posts be actually optimized for Google or for craft bloggers to finally have something that they can basically have a recipe card, but for their crafts. They do have their Facebook group for support. It's a different Facebook group than the Mediavine publisher one. It's a dedicated group where you can go and ask questions and Mediavine's support is really above and beyond any other support that I've ever had from a company. They really do a great job of taking care of people. They also have star ratings, but they are separate from the blog post comments. This is a pro and a con because the pro is that people can rate your recipe without leaving a comment, but at the same time, that makes it a little bit harder to find if people are not sort of paying attention to it being in a different place than they might be used to. They also do have video integration as well. And finally, they also have a section for recommended products where you can add affiliate links and they can be linked directly within the recipe card with an image and everything directly from Amazon, which is a really cool feature that neither of the other plugins have. Let's talk about a few cons for Create. So the nutrition information, like I said, it is auto-calculated and unfortunately you cannot change to specific ingredients. So one thing I've noticed in using Nutrifox with Tasty is there will be some times where maybe I typed in chicken breast and instead of picking a raw chicken breast, it picked an air fryer, you know, fried chicken breast. Obviously those two things are going to have vastly different nutrition information. And so sometimes with the create plugin, I will put in a recipe's information. I will click the calculate nutrition button and it's just wildly off. I've noticed this more as I've been switching over tasty recipes because I kind of have a frame of reference. That's something that I definitely have heard other publishers complain about and is probably the biggest con for Create. It's more something you just need to be aware of and keep an eye on if you are using that plugin. Again, I already mentioned this, but the star ratings being separate from the blog post comments, it's just not as obvious of a place for people to find it as it would be in the comment box, but it does have its benefits of being right in the recipe card because people might be more likely to click it there. 
Create, as far as I know, does not have the recipe scaling option. That may be something that's part of their premium version, but it is not part of the normal free version. And then finally, they do have the jump to recipe button as part of the pro version now, but it is not something that is included in the free version because mostly Mediavine typically tends to be pretty against jump to recipe buttons, but they did add that feature as a lot of people were requesting it. So it is something that you can get in the pro version. So even though there are maybe a couple more cons for Mediavine than some of the other recipe cards, this is still the one that I like the most. It's just really easy to use. It's very clean and I like that it's free. If you're going to be able to get something for free that you would have to pay, like I said, maybe $200 a month, a year for, you might as well have a free version that works just as well. So those are the three recipe card plugins that I recommend. You can definitely test all of them out and see how you like it. Tasty does not have a free trial, but they do have a 14-day refund guarantee. So you can try it out in that sense, and if you don't like it, get a refund. But I think you'll find that all three of these are very comparable, and there's probably one or two things that you might decide are kind of the tipping point for you between which one you like the best, but they're very comparable. They all work great, and they all are great for SEO, which is the most important thing for people who are trying to grow their traffic and get more people on their sites. So I would love to hear what you guys think. I would love for you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag me in it, let me know which of the three plugins you're using. And because I'm really curious what the divide is, if you're using another recipe card plugin and you love it, I'd love to hear what it is because while these are the three that I know of, there could be other ones that come up or new ones that come out. Obviously Create is not that old and if I hadn't tried it myself, I probably wouldn't have said that it was a competitor, but now it's my favorite. So let me know what you guys thought of this episode and as I'm planning out the content for the rest of the year, which is crazy to say, I would love to hear what you guys want to learn, who you want to learn from. I don't do a ton of interviews on this show, but I do try to do once a month. And so if there's someone that you're wanting to learn from, send me a message on Instagram at Grace and Vine and let me know who it is and I will try to get them on the show. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to the vinepodcast.com. Talk soon.